Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week one, day two of our study of Joshua. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and today we're talking about Joshua 1, 10 through 18. Well, welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to know you more through your word. We want to encounter you, God. Lord, fill our hearts and our minds with your words so that we would meditate on it day and night. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, with that, let's go ahead and jump into God's word. we be reading today from the NIV. This is Joshua 1, starting in verse 10. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Pausing right there. Uh, God tells Joshua to go and tell all of the Israelites, get everything ready. Get all of your stuff together, right? Prepare yourself. This isn't like, uh, hey, we're about to leave in a few days, so, you know, chill out and do whatever. No, he's like, we're going to war. So get your stuff together to get ready for war. We're going across the Jordan. Now, I'm sure when he tells them this, they're all probably thinking, how are we going to get across the Jordan? Because they've gone and they've looked. They're not staying right on the bank of the Jordan, they're actually a ways away from the Jordan on the east side of it, but they know that it's in flood stage, meaning it is way out of its banks. The Jordan River is actually not that big a river, except when it's in flood stage, and then it gets to be, you know, a mile, two miles wide. Uh, that doesn't really happen a lot anymore because almost all over the world really developed nations. We have flood control, right? We have people living everywhere. We have dams and reservoirs and we control, we're trying to do our best to control those kinds of floods. But without all of those measures, right, before we started, you know, flood control reservoirs and things like that, every river goes into flood stage uh, really every year, multiple times a year, depending on the geography. And so it's going to come out of its banks and flood everything. And um, we just don't see that quite as much anymore. I mean, in the United States, when say the Mississippi River, a big river comes out of its banks. It's big news because it just, it messes everything up because we're all living along the banks of these things. It wasn't that way then. And they're thinking, how are we going to get across this? Joshua says, get ready. We're going across the Jordan. Verse 12, but to the Reubenites, the Gadites and the half tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord gave you after he said, the Lord, your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you. And until they too have taken possession of the land your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. So what Joshua is saying is um, the Reubenites, the tribe of Reuben, the tribe of, and really part of the tribe of Gad, and 
the tribe of Manasseh, or part of the tribe of Manasseh, so one of, and they call it the half-tribe because it's really, the, the tribe is the tribe of Joseph, Jacob's son, and Joseph's two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, are considered a half-tribe. In some occasions, they're called a tribe, but most of the time in the book of Joshua, they're going to be called the half-tribe of Manasseh. As they're coming up uh, through the wilderness, and right before, in the months before they're going to cross over, in a couple of years before they're going to cross over the Jordan, these three tribes, they like the land east of the Jordan River, and they just ask the Lord, can we just have this? And the Lord says, okay, you can have this. And he gives them an allotment on the east side. But Moses, the Lord tells these three tribes, you can have this, but you still have to help the rest of the tribes fight and and acquire the land I'm giving on the west side of the Jordan River, the land of Israel, the land of Canaan. So let's look on our map here real quick uh, on the land of Canaan. What we're talking about right here is essentially this side right here. Here's the Jordan River coming down between Galilee and the Dead Sea. And this land on the east side where we see the Amorites lived, Israel has taken that land. And so now they have annexed all of this on the east side of the Jordan River. Now, that's not including the Moabite or the Edomite territory down on the southeast side of the Dead Sea, but all of this Amorite territory on the east side is now it now belongs to three of the tribes. The Israelites are currently camped down here uh, near the Dead Sea, to the northeast of the Dead Sea, in this Amorite territory, and it now belongs to the Israelites. Now, this map that I have, it's showing all the different people groups that are there, and what I have in kind of this uh, aqua color, this this light green, this is future Israel. But right now, I've got all of the names of the other clans and people that are there that are going to be unseated and going to need to be unseated. This is the land that God has promised to them. In fact, it even continues up through Syria to the north. Um, and, and, and there's other parts of all of this that, that were promised to Israel that are not going to be fully taken. The, the Israelites are not going to fully occupy every bit of the land that, that God promised to Moses until King David. He's going to be the first person in all of Israel's history who is going to finally arrest all of the land that God promised to the Israelites. But this, what I have on this map, this is um, everything that they are going to, to take for this, this current time being. All right, let's continue on uh, into our passage here. We're in verse 16. Then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us to us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. I want to pause right there. I don't know that that was, I just can't imagine that was very reassuring to Joshua. I said, just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Joshua's got to be thinking, that's kind of a hollow promise because I saw how you obeyed Moses and you didn't. It was constantly, you know, imagine Joshua's thinking, you know, Moses was bald by the time he died because he pulled so much of his hair out over you guys. 
Yeah, so I, I just imagine when 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 they hear or when Joshua hears this, he's probably like, "Oh, gee, you're going to obey me just as you did Moses. Great, wonderful. Thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to this." But this is right. This is not all of the people. This is the the leadership coming around, and they're saying, "Hey, we're just as we obeyed Moses, or as we were supposed to obey Moses. We're going to obey you, Joshua." And and they kind of tack this on to the end of it. Let's continue on verse 17. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So the the leadership of Israel here, they're they're kind of coming together and they're they're voicing this in 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 one accord, I suppose, saying, "Hey, we'll obey you, but please May the Lord be with you. May the Lord be with you. And, and your responsibility is to do, as he said, be strong and courageous. We need you to be strong and courageous, Joshua. If everyone else falters, we need you to be strong and courageous. And this is a big deal because, you know, we can see even in our society today that when when things come up, when there's issues, people tend to shrink back if they lack conviction. If they lack conviction, people will shrink back. And sometimes people have convictions and you wonder why on earth do they have this conviction or you know what's their motivation? And there's always motivations behind convictions. And, and you see people that you know, you, or at least you assume what their convictions are. You may know what their convictions are. And some you're like, are you really convicted over this? Or are you just trying to make a name for yourself? And there's all those kinds of things going on. But when there's real conviction people can really hold the line on things. Different experiences can give different people different convictions. Here in Joshua's case, Joshua's not just trying to make a name for himself. He has the word of the Lord has told him to do this. You have to take this land, Joshua. You're taking over for Moses. I'm anointing you with the same anointing that I gave Moses. You have to take this land and you have to be strong and courageous. Joshua needed this conviction that the Lord had anointed him, had chosen him to go in and take this land. And we're going to see that that knowledge, that conviction that he has, it's going to make him strong and courageous. He's going to be able to stand up in difficult times because he knows that the Lord has commanded him to do these things. It can be very difficult to have this conviction, to be strong and courageous in situations where we don't have a for sure knowledge that the Lord has called us to do something. It can be very difficult. And I believe, I think scripture bears this out, is, is to the level of clarity that the Lord has given you on something is the required obedience from you. With whatever clarity that you have, that is the level that you are to obey. God has given Joshua incredible clarity. Joshua has seen amazing things and he's given him great clarity. And he's warning him, be strong and courageous and make sure you obey the words that I'm giving you. And so the people of Israel, they understand what Joshua's got to do. And so they say, hey, listen, we're going to take this seriously. And if anybody disobeys anything you tell them, they should be put to death. 
We've got to be that on board. And this is wartime, right? Most nations, most kingdoms, they have very similar ideology when they're going into war, right? During war, there is no room for dissidents. There's no discussion, right? You do what I tell you to, or we throw you in the brig and we figure out what to do with you later, right? And that's what the people of Israel are saying. Joshua, while we're doing this, while we're going to take the land, we have to have 100% conformity to what you say. Your, your word goes. We're going to assume that the Lord is leading you in every step of the way. And so whatever you say, you, you, it goes. And if anyone rebels against your word, they get put to death. This is wartime. But this is wartime. This is heightened wartime, right? This is wartime and Joshua, we believe that the Lord is speaking to you and giving you direction. We're going to trust you in that. And may it be so, right? This is essentially what they're saying. And they're going to require Joshua to be as courageous as the Lord tells him to be, but they're also going to require the people to submit to Joshua wholesale. And and honestly, we wouldn't expect anything less of our soldiers in wartime or at any time, really, but definitely in wartime. And we're going to see that if anyone does rebel, if anyone does disobey, it's going to cost Israel greatly. And we're going to see that they actually make good on this. They're going to put those people to death. That's coming up in the not too distant future here in the book of Joshua. For now, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.